Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Joshua. We will begin reading at Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1. And I want to give honor to my precious wife. We have journeyed a good little ways to be here, but boy, we're glad we're here. (laughs) Praise God. I have been married about seven months now. And I can tell every young man here it's the greatest decision you will ever make when you marry the right woman that God planned for you to marry. He designed you a helpmeet, and that's what God has given me and my precious wife, and I thank God to be here with her. Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1. If you have it, shout amen. Amen. The Bible says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Somebody say, That's me. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, somebody say see. I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. I'll read in your hearing one more time, verse number 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this was the prerequisite to everything, see. Can you say that? See. This is what I'm going to do my best to preach to you tonight, how your walls are going to fall. Would you set your Bible down and would you lift your hands all across the house and could we ask that Jesus would speak to us here? Come on, church. We have worshiped great. We have worshiped like we're apostolic, but can we lift our voices and pray like we're apostolic right now? Lord, anoint me from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. God, let your word go forward and do what only it can do. Let it find good soil that it might produce fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I pray that you would put your words in my mouth, God, that we would have a dynamic, a continuance of the dynamic move of God that is already in this room. I pray, God, that you would heal somebody tonight. You would fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that somebody else would be baptized in the name of Jesus, that somebody would leave this place forever changed, God, that you would find them where they're at, Lord, and that you would change their life forever. Lord, I ask right now by the power of the Word of God and by the authority that is in the name of Jesus uh, that you would confirm this Word with continued signs following. Let everybody shout in Jesus' name. If you believe God's going to do something great before you're seated, could you worship Him according to what you're going to get right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. I think we can do a little bit better than that. Praise God. Praise God. Please be seated in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It was evident as they came in to their promised land that this was something that they had been waiting for, something that they had been praying for. Since the days of Abraham, this was the land that was meant for the children of God. And as their first attempt in 
taking this land and being the possessors of the promises of God failed because of their unbelief. They were spiraled into a season of wandering. Forty-some years they wandered around in the desert. They wandered there waiting on those that did not have belief in what God was going to do to simply pass away. And the Bible says that when they entered into the promised land, that as they came in and the waters of Jordan rolled back, that the very first thing that God tells Joshua to do is circumcise those that have not been circumcised along the way. There was a generation that was born in the wilderness that could not be circumcised in the wilderness. And he said the very first thing that you must do for these people to be a true promised land people is you must circumcise them. Now, the Apostle Paul made it very clear that no longer is circumcision of the flesh what it takes to get into covenant with him, but now it is circumcision of the heart. And if you're here tonight and you are wondering what is circumcision of the heart, well, we have already had a great proof and evidence of what that is. That is being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is lifting your hands, repenting of your sins, and God filling you with his spirit. Without doubt, it was of the utmost importance that when they came into the promised land that those people had to get in covenant with Jesus. And I say to you tonight, if you have not already made the decision to get into covenant waters with Jesus Christ, if you have not already lifted your hands, repented of your sins, and been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I say to you tonight that there is no other way uh, to get into heaven uh, that except a man be born again of water uh, and of spirit, uh, you must be baptized in the name uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. If you're wondering why tonight there are those that are on their feet right now, when I begin to talk about baptism in Jesus' name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, why they stand to their feet, rise to their attention, begin to clap their hands and shout hallelujah, it's because they understand that who they used to be is not who they are anymore. And it's all because God found them where they were at made them a new creature in Christ Jesus. There's nothing like the covenant waters of Jesus Christ. There's nothing like getting the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah if you're thankful for the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to dance in jubilee if you're thankful that a preacher stood and said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way out of Egypt 
Bible makes it very clear as those that were baptized under Moses' baptism, they were baptized through the cloud and through the water. This is type and shadow of what is taking place right here, right now. You were baptized in the sea, which is the waters of baptism, just like the children of Israel were going through the Red Sea with their past behind them, trying to consume them, trying to kill them. But when they come out on the other side of the water, those seas shut down and killed everything that was ever after them. That's baptism. When you get in these waters right here, you go in somebody that has addiction chasing them, that has life chasing them, that has circumstances chasing them, that has heartache and pain. Everything that you're going through right now, let me tell you the cure. That you would be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. You're tired of your past chasing you. You're tired of that same old addiction. You're tired of that same old lying tongue. You're tired of the past that has been following you for way too long. Let me tell you the answer. His name is Jesus. We call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But when you want to sum it all up, yes, you can still call him Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenu. But when you want to put it all together uh, and you want to get the God of the Old Testament uh, and the God he's one Lord uh, and his name is Jesus I still believe there's power, power, wondrous working power in the name. I said it's in the name. It's not in Allah, Buddha, Joseph Smith, or Muhammad. It's in the name of Jesus. And at the mention of his name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Christ is Lord. I still believe Jesus is the answer to cancer. I still believe Jesus is the answer to COVID. I still believe Jesus is the answer to political upheavals. Might I remind you, he's the way where there is no way. He's the hope where there is no hope. Somebody ought to praise like you know who your Jesus is. Hey, do you know who Jesus is tonight? I said, do you know who your Jesus is tonight? Oh, hallelujah. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest of all the commandments? He reached back to Deuteronomy 6 and 4. He reached back to Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love him with all, all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul. He said, and you got to bind it on your head as a frontlet. That means literally wear it like it's right in front of you. Like when you wake up in the morning, all you can see is Jesus. When you're on your way to work, all you can see is Jesus. When you're on your way to deal with the issues of life, 
all I can see is Jesus. The answer, Jesus, Jesus. I just feel like preaching Jesus tonight. I know it ain't a great new revelation, but it's the greatest revelation there ever was, there ever will be. He's still your... Uh, Now, I realize this is geared towards young people. But let me just tell every young person in this room the answer. It's exactly what he told them when they came into their promised land. Uh, You got to get the excess flesh off. Uh, Yeah, it means you got to quit walking after the flesh um, and start walking after the spirit. It means if you're going to make it in the promised land, young person, we're still going to have to pray. We're still going to have to fast. We're still going to have to open the word of God and learn how to teach a Bible study on the oneness of the Godhead, on holiness in separation, on baptism in Jesus' name, on loving your neighbor as yourself. Come on, somebody. Can I preach to you? It was the answer then, and it's the answer now. You want to know the ones that they had to circumcise were the ones that were born along the way. It was the new generation coming up. It was the new ones that were making their way up in the ranks of Israel. But God said if they're going to make it in a promised land, they can't have the excess flesh. Young people, you need to hear me tonight. We went into a lockdown a little while ago, and it was so that you could develop a prayer closet and so that you could develop a walk with God where the next generation that's going to lead the charge in our promised land is not one that's walking after the flesh, but it's one that knows how to pray. It's one that knows how to fast. It's one that knows how to break open the word of God uh, and rightly divide the truth. Uh, here a little, uh, there a little. Uh, it's still line uh, upon line. Uh, it's still precept uh, upon precept. Uh, It's time for my generation to get out of the flesh and step off into the spirit. It's time for my generation to quit flirting with the deep waters of the deep calling the deep and dive in head first on a Friday night move the mission close out rally and say I'm going home to change my city. I'm going home to set my church on fire. I'm going home to be somebody uh, that's caught on fire uh, for the things. uh, Come on. uh, Can I get some students uh, that'll show your pastor uh, or your youth pastor uh, I'm still a one God uh, apostolic Come on, somebody. This is what it's all about. It's time for you and me to rise up and be the ones that take our promised land. If you believe that, shout with a voice of triumph.
Come on, really shout. Come on, praise God like you're going to walk after the Spirit. Praise God like you're going to love the things of the kingdom of heaven. Covenant waters are still the answer to your school. Baptisms. People getting the Holy Ghost and being baptized in the name of... It's still the answer to our schools. It's still the answer to our cities. You see, when they come into the promised land, he didn't give them a new formula on how to do it. He didn't give them new ingredients and tell you, you need to change this, that, and the other. He said, the very thing that got this promise to your forefathers is the thing you're going to have to do to live in the land that was promised to them. I know we're the generation of convenience. We don't have to leave our home to get a meal. We don't have to do anything. At the touch of an app, we can control our entire lives. But you've got to hear me. There's some things that aren't supposed to be easy. There's some things that aren't supposed to be delicate. Some things still take time and prayer. Some things still take a few days of pushing the plate away and saying I'm going back to what got my father and my grandfather we can't let convenience bleed into our churches it would have been very easy if the formula was going to be changed for the next generation for them to do it right there but my friend, he didn't want to change it for the next generation. Because what it took for them is going to take for us. I said it's going to take for us. And I want you to watch what the word of the Lord says. It wasn't until then that the reproach of Egypt was rolled off of the people. You got to think about that. The reproach is the past, is, is everything that they used to be. It's everything that they were. Can I get back to baptism? That's why they had to be circumcised because it showed them you're a part of a covenant that says you aren't that old man that was wandering around in the wilderness you aren't that old woman that was wandering around in the wilderness but wherefore we are new creatures in Christ Jesus I have put on Christ now therefore I can come into the throne room of grace not with timidity not with worry but boldly walk up into that throne room uh, and that mercy seat still sees the blood uh, of Jesus upon my life uh, all it sees is not Dylan uh, not my faults not my failures uh, not my not me it sees Jesus uh, living on me uh, it sees Jesus uh, abiding on the inside the only way to truly get the stench of Egypt off of us is for us to do exactly what the elders had to do to get a hold of the promises of God. And when you take care of those things, 
Then God begins to deal with the people. A little, stay standing. I'm almost done. Trust me. And when I come down today, I was driving from Tennessee. I come down the hill and I come down into the valley of Alabama. I felt the Lord speak one word to me, Brother Brett. And it's for this area. I feel in the name of the Lord. The word is go. It's stop holding back and waiting for it all to be right. It's stop waiting for you to have all the money and the right building and the right talent and the right this and the right. The word of the Lord is the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. The word of the Lord, rise up to the occasion. Be who God has called you to be and go. Go, 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 section four, go, section two, go, go, go. When Jesus was getting ready to feed the multitude, they said, well, we only have, even if we had, you know, 200 pence worth. He said it still wouldn't be enough to fill everybody up. And I believe what the word of the Lord was trying to tell us when Jesus said, what do you have? Is you're never going to have everything you need to reach the people that you're trying to reach. You're never going to have all of the money in the bank you think you need to reach those in your area. You're never going to have as much as, but if you will be willing to lay on the altar what you've got, all I have is five loaves and two fishes, and God can do more with your minimal sacrifice of what you've got than if you had the 200 pence to begin with. He'll take what you do have and he'll fill the multitude. You know what your city needs is for you to really believe Jesus is enough. I still believe my God is enough to reach this city. I still believe my God is big enough to save this county. Do you believe? I said, do you believe? Do you really believe? And that's why I read the text that I read today. Because they were in the promised land. The Bible said that they ate of the fruit of the land that year. I always thought they went straight from Jericho. I mean, they went straight from Jordan to go conquer in Jericho. But if you study it out, that's really not what they did. They ate the fruit of the land that year. God had to change a mindset that year. Because wilderness people are waiting for it to come down. Wilderness people are waiting for the manna and the quail. But, 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 promised land people say, there's honey in this land. There's fruit on the vine here. And I don't have to wait for it to come on down. I, I just have to believe that the God that filled me, the God that saved me, the God that redeemed me is going to equip me to go to the vine and say, that's my fruit. 
I feel like God wants to break a mindset tonight. I said it's on the vine. How bad do you want it? I said it's for the taking. How bad do you want it? Come on. I see great harvest. Do you see it? I Would somebody shout with a voice of triumph? And one day, old boy Joshua was cruising around the city and he stumbles upon an angelic host. Are you for us or against us? He's ready to fight. Let's just say it was Gabriel. I don't know. He's ready to war. He says, no, no, no. Take your feet off. Where you're standing is holy ground. This is a holy place. What he was really doing was reinstituting what he did with Moses. And he was showing the next generation, just as I made the ground that he stood on holy, I'm going to make what you stand on holy. As long as you're willing to do what Moses did. I'm willing to make your territory holy. And then I love what the angel says. Do you see that the walls of Jericho are shut up? None's going out and none's coming in. He asked him. It was like he knew he had to emphasize it in 6 and 2. Joshua. Can you see? Sandwiched in between two commas to emphasize the pause of God. Can you see that the walls of Jericho are shut up and none's going out and none's going in? What he was really trying to tell him is, can you look through the lens of faith And before these walls ever fall, can you see yourself, Joshua, being a victor? So my question to you tonight is, how are these walls going to fall? How is addiction going to crumble? Come on. How is your struggle going to fall? How is your issue going to fall? How is what you're going through going to turn into the rubble like the walls of Jericho? I pose the very same question that God asked Joshua. Can you see? Can you see yourself leaving this place, breaking the cycle that has had you bound? Can you see yourself coming out of here with the drugs left on the altar? Come on, young person. Can you see yourself walking out of here being a conqueror? Can you see yourself leaving this place being a victor? Can you see... Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But the evidence says otherwise, preacher. But can you see? 
The evidence says, I've tried everything else and everything else failed me. The evidence says that I came to the last rally and I shouted and it didn't happen. The evidence says I went to the altar last time and I left sick. That's not the question tonight. The question is, can you see? Can you see this place being a place of healing? for your diseased body tonight. Can you see it? Can you see yourself being healed of that pain? Can you see the cancer drying up? Can you see the addiction being broken? Can you see? I'm going to keep asking until somebody gets the fervor of the moment. Can you see it? 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 If it's something you can see, because we walk by faith, not by sight. While the world is blanketed in darkness and fear, I see the goodness of Jesus in the light of Calvary. Come on. I don't know about you, but what moved in here during worship service was not the spirit of fear that's being preached out there. It is not the doubt and the negativity of the naysayer and of those that are trying to sow discord amongst the people so that they won't become the end time church. Well, I'm a vacciner. Well, I'm not a vacciner. Well, I believe in this and I don't believe it. I'll tell you where our common ground is here oh Israel the Lord our God is one and he's still a healer he's still a way maker he'll still make the walls come down he'll still make the chains come up he'll you see I wish somebody uh, would come unglued in this place. Uh, can you see it? Uh, can you see it? It's already here. The question is, can you see it? Because if you can see it, you'd be in the altar saying, I received my miracle in the name of Jesus. You'd be in this altar lifting your hands, repenting of your sins, and saying, Lord, fill me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can you see? Let me show you what I feel. 
Let me tell you what I see. When we hit these moments right here where God's trying to heal people's bodies again. God's trying to be the God that he's always been. It's right now I see people gripped by the spirit of fear that has darkened our world right now. It has darkened it to the point. Some of y'all may not understand this reference, but to where it was like the darkness that encapsulated all of Egypt. You see, that darkness isn't like the darkness that's outside right now. That's the kind of darkness where it causes confusion, where it causes you not to know where to go. Sound familiar? Causes you not to know where to turn to. What you turned to before has failed you. Come on, young people. Let me preach to you for just a moment. Uh, When you don't know where to go anymore, uh, you don't know what to do anymore. Uh, You've never been ostracized for being who you are like you are right now. Hear me. I hear it. uh, And I know the darkness and the depression uh, that is on the minds of people right now, especially uh, the ages of 15 to 25. I see it in your eyes uh, as you are tormented uh, late into the midnight hour. I see the darkness of this world weighing you down and you feel like you can't catch a breath and you can't pray and you can't read. Why? Because there is a blanket of darkness over the world so that they can look to Goshen where those Israelites are. And there's light where the people of God are at. While the world, which is type and shadow of Egypt, was in darkness. The people of the Most High God, those covenant children, you, me, us, hey, and everybody here tonight that's about to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and that is about to be baptized in the name of Jesus, you're about to get in the light with us. While the world was in darkness, the church was in light. But there's some of y'all that are going back to that old nursery rhyme. And you've got the light but you're putting it under the bushel and you are suffocating the light with the fear of the world. And tonight, I would pray that there would be a removal of the blanket that has covered the light of the world. But before that can happen, there has to be a general agreement I can see my walls falling tonight. I can see my chains breaking tonight. I can see my addiction falling tonight. I can see the darkness and the depression and the anxiety and the suicidal thoughts. I see them falling tonight.
ain't got nowhere near time and the Holy Ghost is here to do it. But I want to make this point and we're done. Did anybody notice that when he set up how they were going to march around Jericho, he said there's going to be the men of war in the front. There's going to be those that carry the Ark of the Covenant. Then there's going to be the trumpeteers. And then there's going to be the group in the back. Now watch this. I always thought the trumpet only blew on the seventh day on the seventh time. But if you look at Joshua chapter 6, six I believe it's verse 9, 12, and 13, that it says every time they went around those walls, they blew those trumpets. Now let me preach to those in the room right now that I feel your spirit saying, I've heard things preached like that before. I've heard revival is for my section before. I've heard revival is for my church before. I felt the check in your spirit. When I begin to try to speak faith, you started saying, well, I've heard it like that before. Well, let me tell you something. When they marched around those walls of Jericho, the trumpet was always blowing. So you better thank God that you've had a man of God that never stopped preaching faith in the faith of adversity. You better thank God that you had a priest that kept blowing the trumpet when everybody else was getting silent. Your man of God was saying, we're going to have revival. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see walls come down. And might I just tell you tonight, I've been seeing some walls come down. I've been seeing some So the only difference, the only difference in the seventh time when those trumpets blew is the Bible said that trumpet blast was a little bit longer than all the other ones. Anybody heard the ringing of the Word of God sounding a little different lately? No. Has anybody heard the urgency of the Spirit behind your youth pastor saying, now's the time. You've heard him say it before, but it rings a little different in 2021. You've heard your pastor say, there's great harvest before, but it just rings a little different this time. And when you hear that trumpet blast, the Bible says that the people shouted with a great shout until think about this until the walls came tumbling down uh, you know what that tells me that there was a transfer from priesthood to people that took place on that last trumpet blow where the priest had blown the trumpet the last and final time. But now it was time for the people to receive the transfer from the pulpit to the pew. So no, I'm not preaching a new message. No, I'm not preaching anything you haven't heard before. I'm just telling you, there's a transfer taking place where the pulpit has blown the trumpet and now the people must lift their 
voice until the walls come down. Now they're going to get ready to sing right now. And when they release the sound, there's a sound that you need to release, student. If you're here tonight and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, if you'll repent of your sins right now, it's as easy as asking the Lord to forgive you of anything that's standing in the way. And shout hallelujah. The moment you say hallelujah and you give the highest word of praise, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. When you shout hallelujah, the next word out of your mouth will be a heavenly language that you do not understand. It will be stammering lips and a new tongue. It's what they did all through the book of Acts as a sign to receiving the Spirit of God. Now, to every young person that is here, you've got to now understand that your youth pastor's message ain't going to change. And your pastor's message ain't going to change. The only thing that is changing in this day and age is now there has been a transfer from the pulpit to the pew. So now you've got to go and shout until walls crumble in your church. Until walls fall in your youth group. Until cancers dry up tonight. Until diabetes gets cast. Let me tell you something. There's so much faith in this room right now. I'm telling you in the name of the Lord. There is no sickness that God could not heal in this very moment. I don't care who you are. If you've got cancer in your body, if you've got blown out discs in your back, if you've got diabetes, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, heart disease, I'm telling you tonight, God is here to heal. If you would release a sound that says, I see it, I see it. Do you see it? Then release the sound. now we're going to speak the word of faith and the moment you hear in Jesus name the transfer has taken place I said the transfer has taken place and now it's up to you to shout until your walls fall down now it's up to you to believe that you're about to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if you believe it and you repent of your sins and you shout with the sound of victory hallelujah you will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now can you see it I said right now not next week not tomorrow not ten minutes from now right now if you need a miracle lift those hands if you need the gift of the Holy Ghost lift those hands if you need God to break something down in your life are you ready if you're ready shout amen if you believe God's about to heal you shout amen if you can see it happening shout amen right now 
by the power of the word of God and by the authority that is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I take dominion over anything that would be a hindrance right now. I bind all fear and I bind all doubt and I loose into this room the gift of faith to heal, set free, feel, and deliver. Right now, are you ready? One, two, three, in Jesus' name. Release the sound. Come on, shout. receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name be healed in Jesus name every wall coming down in Jesus name young people lift your voice in the name of the Lord don't stand around and wait this is the moment where it's your time to lift your voice if you want the gift of the Holy Ghost lift those hands and release a sound of praise Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be set free in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be filled in the name of the Lord Jesus. Loose that tongue and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Loose that tongue and you will be healed in Jesus' name. Jesus. 
eyes. Come on. Don't be looking around. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. And let there be a sound of victory in Jesus' name. and we're about to be done. We're about to be done. I'm going to lay this microphone down and my part of this service will be over. But as grateful as I am for everything that God's doing, I see a lot of spectators in this room right now. And that's not the will of God here tonight. The Bible said they all had to shout. There couldn't be one that did not lift their voice. You see, it was an act of unity that made the walls truly come down. It was their faith that when we joined together and let a shout of praise out, that God cannot ignore our unified praise. So I'm thankful for those that I see that are pushing in this altar right now. But I want there to be a unified, collective shout that raises up right now. The kind of praise that truly sends principalities running home. Come on, church. The kind of praise.